Hello, everyone, and welcome to Griplock's Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. Back in the studio, I feel like it's been an eternity Dang, since man. all three of us have been the here. The boys are back together right now. You were gone the last week of December. I was. Then you were gone last week, but I, I had was. to do it from home, so I wasn't even with Connor. Nope, he wasn't. So it's been weeks. It has been weeks. We haven't we haven't all been together until this morning. Thank goodness, man. Feels good. We're back. Yeah, I feel really good. I feel Connor's alive. leaving us. Connor's not going to be here next week. That's not true. You aren't gonna be here Monday. It's like one day. Yeah, only one. Oh, for oh, Griplock. Yeah, grip yes, you're Dang, right. Dang, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. When I when I'm <laughs> gone, Everyone jumps down my throat. That's right. <laughs> when I'm gone from the office, I it like I feel that FOMO for a little bit, and then you get to like Sunday night after like a, a long vacation, you're like, oh, I got to get back into work. It's a little stressful. You're like, there's a lot of things that are gonna be thrown at me, and, and this and that. Um, but then you get back in the office, man, and you're just like, yeah. You're like, yeah, we don't we do anything, man. <laughs> yeah, like, this is fun. There's popcorn on the floor. Come on. There is popcorn on the floor. There's a new set. I walk, like, I walk got... in today, and we got like gateway discs just fresh, ready to look through. Like, that's you a missed, good day. You missed the day when we all got accidentally high by uh, what? staining. We didn't actually get high. But I definitely had a bad Explain headache. yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> By staining the new desk over it's there. It's really throwing me off seeing It wasn't wall. ventilated well yeah, in here at all. Sta- we were staining that desk and it's not. It, we didn't have the door open. Between that and the different cutting and everything, the new set, if you're curious, bringing it into Disc Golf and Grip Locked. Uh, if you're curious, it's for the preview show. Uh, we don't have an official name for it yet. You'll, you'll understand why we've been spending so much time on it come Las Vegas Challenge. I'm, I don't think the disc golf world's ready. We have what three we got podcast sets in one room. Yeah, that's awesome. It's electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a pretty packed show today. We're gonna start it off with a Patreon question of the week. Talk about Paul's new tour schedule. Uh, one of the Reddit questions that was all wait. Over one the last place. thing: Did y'all try to finish painting over there and we, ran out? So, no, Silas. <laughs> Silas started and realized it was a different color black. Yeah, it's a different Excellent. color black. Um, okay. We're gonna go into a little Trevor's trivia and then round it out with off-season player tracking, which obviously a lot's gone down. A lot's been going down since last week. So we'll start off though with the Patreon question of the week. This is actually a fun one because so Patreon every week we have an exclusive podcast called the Mailbag. And the Mailbag basically the Patreon gets to ask whatever questions they want. They also get a little peek behind the curtain into foundation. And Robbie C, if you didn't see, Robbie C, if you didn't see last week, uh, announced he is officially a part of the foundation family. Um, if you want to learn, I'm coming. If you want to learn more about what that means, what it looks like, you can watch his video on his channel. But we had him on the mailbag so it was just me and Robbie last week Robbie's already taking my spot he's already um, taking my spot and so y'all actually haven't answered this question but okay. Patreon question of the week if you want to join the Heiser Club there's a lot of new stuff going on over there you can check it out patreon.com slash foundation disc golf but Tyler asked what disc summarizes you the best and he said he's a discraft comet mm, to give wow. you a little like hint of the answer uh, I forget what Robbie is there like an A correct answer <laughs> I forget what Robbie said but I had said I was a mockingbird because, I heard you say that because I basically said like if someone like doesn't give me much to work with like they throw me really soft on Heiser then I'm just just get out of there but then if like someone hits me a little harder you know I'll flip up I'll reveal a little bit you know I'll, I'll carry on a conversation then I'll this is a deep question yeah, I thought, said, I but then like if someone really just like lays into a conversation with me they're being super deep open up a lot then you'll get me to fully flip I thought, up I thought we were trying, what is what is I we you some, hard mean yeah like Punch if they him. like if you sit down and like hey we're gonna have like a serious conversation. I thought we were talking about I'll, like summarizing I'll engage our in a disc serious conversation. Game. I didn't realize it was like our actual personality. That's what I did. People loved it. So that's oh, that's what oh, I was saying. Frick. I wanted to give y'all a little example of what I said on the mailbag. Mm. I would say um, I'm like a tilt because I'm useless. Dang, nice, dude. dude. I would, you know what? <laughs> no, dude. Let me give you a real answer. Oh. <laughs> um, you're not useless, man. I'd ace with you. I'm uh okay. No, here's, 
Here's, I'll say I'm like, um, gotta, I'm like, I would pause. say I could represent a few different beginner discs. I would say like, I'm like, cause you're easy. To I'm use. like an AVR because I just kind of get along with a lot of people. I feel like, and, and I'm not too diff. I'm not difficult to get along with or to come and like have a conversation with. Got it. So I would say I'm, I'm an AVR. I've got no idea. I've got no idea. Connor, I think, is like a, a... Connor's a little more like hip and underground, so I feel like you gotta go something like that. You gotta go, go gateway. Like but gateway... I'm a very generic old. person, too, so that's why I give myself the AVR. I'm, I'm very like... I, I fit into a lot of crowds because I'm just very generic. Generic. I, like I, I, generic. I have no idea. I would say... Jen. Um, Jen. I'll just make it easy. If I could sit here and think for an hour, so I'll just say a wizard because, you know, it's like... Not a lot of people think about the wizard, and you know when it doesn't look like much, you're not very excited about it when you look at it. But then when you get to using it, you're like, man, this is. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm I, excited uh, when I look at you. Good job. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I like. There the, you go. I There's like the, the wizard. It's <laughs> the Patreon question of the week. What was Robbie C's disc? Because he's like good at I, stuff I like that. I wish I could remember. I he gives like really good he's answers. Got a, he's got to be a polecat. No, it was something like he. Um, no, dude, Robbie is like way more. He, he, well, he has a philosophy. He's probably like, I'm like the small. Did y'all realize too. that? Yeah, he's degrees in philosophy. Mm-hmm. If you talk to the guy, you figure it out. Well, like also, if you think of him, he kind of looks like a philosopher. Like a modern day Aristotle. Dude, see that beard he's got going hero, on. True. Like uh, he, need, he said a de- deep answer. I don't remember what it was. I need, every, I need people to comment and say what disc I am. Comment I what no disc idea. Connor is and no comment idea. what disc you are. We want to learn about yeah, our audience. You and me. And how we tie together. <laughs> you and me going fishing in the dark. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> first actual disc golf thing for Grip Locked here. We got Paul he McBeth announcing his uh, tour schedule for 2023. I'm glad you wrote this out because when I looked at it, I was like, there's something missing there, but yeah. I can't put my finger on it. But so, <laughs> so you had to write let it down me just kind of like read it for you. So first off, he's starting an event in Mexico, February 9th through the 12th. Interesting there. Then he's coming up to Ve- to the All Star Weekend. But then his the Pro Tour actual season, he is playing Vegas this year. He skipped it last year. He's going Vegas, Waco, the Open at Austin, Open at Tallahassee, Throw Down the Mountain, Champions Cup, Jonesboro, OTB Open. Then he's piecing out and he's going overseas. Um, so he's going to be playing the Pro Forester. In Croatia, the Konopiste Open in the Czech yes. Republic, the Krokel Open in Norway, the Swedish Open in Sweden, the Skelefta Open, also in Sweden, the PCS Open, which that's now he's back on the Pro Tour in Norway, then the European Open, and then he's back over here for Ledgedome. So wow. what does that exactly mean? That means that I he's missing know. the Portland Open, DDO, Des Moines, and Preserve those are the actual Pro Tour events. Portland being an Elite Series Plus event for the yeah. Pro Tour, meaning it's worth basically 150% or 125%. That's wild in that he's missing that. I don't know what he's playing at. I like, I I get it, right? Like, obviously, these pros are not obligated to play every event. They are able to strategize based on their what they feel they need to play points-wise. It's curious that I, I can understand the stretch of the tour he decided to miss, I guess. Like, I and I get why he like wants to not go back to DDO um, after what happened last year, especially Fair. although he did just win worlds there. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'd be curious to like hear from him what his play is there. If I would, first of all, if I was the pro tour right now, I would be very salty. Cause like there goes your star player for four big events of the year. That stinks. Um, well, especially Portland being an elite, an elite plus. plus yeah. That is curious that he's missing an elite plus to go play overseas. Cause like, 
there's got to be a, an ulterior play here because there's no way, and it might just be, hey, I'm just going to go expand my brand overseas. But like all those events that nobody's going to be at, like, yeah, he's going to get a bunch of free wins playing against, you know, probably some decent players, but like nobody at his caliber, I would imagine. And like, yeah, the end of that stretch, PCS and, um, and European Open are legit, but there's got to be an ulterior play there. Like, and I, I'd be like, there's, Cause it's, that's a lot like to be overseas that long. Like that's a pretty, that's pretty demanding. So I'd, I'd be curious to hear why he is doing that. Um, and cause I don't think we've seen any other players announce anything like that. Well, I mean, Scott Stokely's doing basically a full European well, tour next year, never, but like not, I don't think he's ever even coming back to the U S big time, big time players. No, and it's that's very so like interesting. The, the, cause obviously there's a lot to be said about building the European market. Paul's always are those, your, about are those Euro tour events. Some are. So my, here's my, my, I don't think he's playing enough to like make it like if he wins all of them, I still don't think he could win the Euro tour. Okay. Cause my, I have two, two scenarios that would, if Euro I'm Paul McBeth, I guess there's three scenarios in my mind that I can picture right away. Number one scenario, I just want to build my brand in Europe, which I feel like that's cool, but I don't know how necessary that is. Like you're a world champion. Um, number two scenario would be, I'm going to try and play enough Euro tour events to win the Euro tour. Cause that would be sick. If he won the Euro Tour, um, number three scenario would be: Am I getting paid by the Euro Tour, one of the two of them, to play those events to grow them? Like, am I getting a show up bonus? It sounds to me, and that this wouldn't might shock. Be, this might be really stupid to say, but it sounds to me like he—it's a good way for him just to do some cool traveling. I okay. feel like that could be a possibility. Yeah, right? I know, but, well, but he can travel like, anytime. That's the thing is you have all rich. off season to travel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can also strategically, if you just want to go travel, you can strategically travel yeah. to spend a month there. And it's not just like spending a month, but Portland, DDO, Des Moines, and Preserve. Those are all big pro tour events where like Portland, obviously we talked as elite, elite plus event, which is new this year, but DDO, Des Moines and preserve, those are stacked fields. Mm-hmm. Like it, you're, you're missing a lot of pro tour points. You're, you're basically, in it's my opinion, one. missing these four, you're sacrificing the pro tour title. Like uh, if you win the pro tour title, uh, yeah, missing these I would four, say, yeah, it would be incredible. It's going to take dominance to win the, uh, yeah, maybe he, realistically think, looking at it, you're, you're kind of throwing out the window. Now I mean, Paul, we know about Paul, for certain we i've heard this from him that like he really only cares about the majors yeah like if paul paul's goal each year in and out is like i'm gonna try and win the european open and worlds and the other two majors he cares about too but like he focuses very hard on the majors because he realizes um that because of who he is you know he doesn't need to sprinkle in wins here and there if he wins literally if all he does is win worlds he's kind of made his mark for the year I'm just wondering like that, like, so that makes sense. Like, okay, he's taking a break on the tour, but why go tour in Europe? If there, there's got like, I'm saying it's in my opinion, well, first events? off there's 12 and I think he's playing six of them. So if he wins six, he could win so the Euro I, tour. I, that's what I'm thinking is maybe he's literally, what's the bonus for winning the Euro tour? Can't be. I mean, I mean, I doubt he cares about that, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if Paul was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if I went played six events, won them all or if almost all of them and won the Euro tour. Cause that would be pretty sick. To add Euro Tour winner to your trophy cabinet, I mean, I'd be sick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. That I, to me, the the thing that makes the most sense to me is the brand building in Europe. It'll certainly be big because, for like, his yes, brand. yes, he has like he's a world champion, all of that. Like, yes, but someone taking the time and showing up to all of these Euro Tour events, 
there's not really going to like European players. If I'm a European disc golf fan and Paul's the guy that's coming over here and playing these events, it does. I'm a fan of his now. Yeah. Like be, without fail. Cause now be big for the growth. and this is the PDGA Euro tour that he's playing. Yeah. Not the other one. Hot, yes. hot seat. Other Euro. Tour. What is the other Euro tour? You know, when we, when Connor and I did that episode and we looked at both of them, we actually liked the other one, I think a little bit more. What was what is the other European? I think tour? It I forget. Was, there, it was, I think it was just called European Disc Golf Tours. If, if you just Google European I Disc just Golf Tours, I accidentally tour. blocked Paul on Instagram. Can you imagine? I accidentally <laughs> like on. I'm trying to look at his tour schedule. That I block make, Paul and just create a social that media would make like waves. Uh, so let me make sure I'm counting right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, he's playing six Euro Tour events. The PDJ Euro Tour. So, so if he wins all six, the PCS Open will obviously have a much more full field because that's a Pro Tour event too. Yeah. So. Considering Paul could go five for six here, possibly six for six. European Pro Tour is the other he one. He definitely could win the Euro Tour. The seven that would be, seven best be results cool. count. And it includes the European Open, so he's playing seven. Okay, so he, so that, only, his goal has to be to win the Euro Tour. To win the, this is the other one, the European Pro Tour. And hmm. they, let me see what their events are. They have a tour pass. I can't remember why, but we did decide that was the one. I think we liked. just liked... Their Dude. event names and marketing and yeah, stuff better. Yeah, they're doing. They also these ones go all over the place. This they have the Yarva Open and the Nokia Open and the Estonian Open. I think there's also the some kind of conspiracy we like just jumped on board with too. Definitely. <laughs> um, my my thing. I guess like if you're Paul, you are what thirty one. Yeah, 30, thirty-one somewhere in there. Yeah, so you're getting you're like, getting towards 32. the back half of the prime of your career, and. Yeah, he's won it all in disc golf. He's got He'll his, be 33 this year. Okay, so he's got his contract for his retirement contract. He's won it all. You got to start thinking, like, what do I want to accomplish in disc golf? What would be fun to do? And I guess it's it's easy for us to be like, what is he doing? But it's like, what is, like, what does he care? Like, he'll still play well, all the majors. A look, yeah. a look into and then Paul's he, mind, he can go win a European tour event. That's cool. A look into Paul's mind, he's not, I mean, in my opinion, he's making it near impossible on himself to win the pro tour points wise yeah but he's not making it actually impossible on himself so he could be thinking and he'll still finish top five he could be thinking i could be the first ever player to win the pro tour and the euro tour in the same season pretty sick because only seven euro tour events count and that includes the european open and he's playing seven of them so that's definitely his play is to win the euro tour in fairness like playing on the european tour will probably be very fun oh yeah i'm sure it will so man i wonder what do you think though is this you do you like the decision or not uh, overall, as a fan, now that we kind of dove deep into what it actually as is, a fan of the pro tour because like that is ultimately the bet biggest stage for disc golf for us as a consumer obviously i don't like it because i hate that there i like it was like last year when eagle was hurt or when dickerson was missing big stretches and we'll talk about that eventually i'm sure because he's missing more this year although he's doing better this year i don't even know if i looked at his i'll pull it up um he's going to europe this year though he is but like anytime you have situations like that, obviously as the viewer, like we want to see the full field of disc golfers. And when it's just like player's choice and it, it kind of bums me out and like, I'll be like, darn, like I don't get to watch Paul cause I really enjoy watching Paul. So as a fan, yes. But when I put myself in Paul's shoes, yeah, like it, that sounds great. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, what do I need to prove here? I'm going to go play some European events and have a little European trip and maybe win the Euro Tour, like fun little trophy to add to your cabinet. Yeah, it makes sense. So, like, I, I think it's cool for him. Um, 
but yeah, as a fan and as somebody who likes watching Paul, it's a little bit of a bummer. Dude, I just pulled up. Isn't that funny that he covers up the whole West well, Coast? Well, I just pulled up Dickerson's tour schedule, and obviously he's not going West. And AJ Risley commented and said, was this tour schedule drafted before the Louisiana Purchase? <laughs> well, no, it's funny because on his graphic, he's literally, his face is, on the is West Coast. covering up the you whole know, West Coast. You know, if I'm the Pro Tour, obviously the Pro Tour can't do anything more than they did. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little salty or a little upset. Like they went to the effort to make Portland Open this Elite Plus event, and you have Chris Dickerson and Paul McBeth both not playing it. Mm-hmm. Portland's like, two a of the pretty top, cool event too. Two of the top players are like, yeah, we see there's more points, but like screw that, yeah, who cares? Care. Mm-hmm. I think I think what's important is the current Pro Tour Championship structure. It doesn't make points that important. Like for the top, guys. like if you're Dickerson or Paul, you're you, thinking like I you still have a gonna, solid shot at the top four, anyways. Yeah, you know you're gonna get. And a what's win. the difference between fourth, third, second, or first? And like I'll definitely be in the top ten, so I'm definitely right. gonna be in like, like the second to last round. Right. So like Pro well, Tour yeah. championship wise, that's just strength of field for the top top guys is still not that desperate. Yeah. So like the, the I think that until that structure changes to where it matters yeah. if you're first, second, or third. Then like yeah, you can right. you can throw more points at people, and also if you're Dickerson or Paul, you can throw more money at them. But at the end yeah. of the day, they have both have very lucrative contracts. The money, the, the money, and the points aren't really gonna like the purses. Though, really the purses, like we've said it before, but like they're the one thing lagging behind in the sport right now. Um, to some degree, they're getting better, and like yeah, if you win a tournament, you're gonna get a nice chunk of change usually. Um, but that is another thing where it's like. If all of a sudden the winner's taking home $30,000, even $20,000, it's a little harder to be like, yeah, I'm just going to skip out on it, knowing that that could be your chance to take home a $20,000 payday. So I think once the purses get there, you're going to see a lot less of that. And obviously, you'll have the, the top players getting even richer, hopefully, on that same pace. But there becomes a dollar amount that like is a little hard to ignore when it's like, ooh, that's a new car or that's like my gas fund for a trip or whatever. Like it, it, it does get a little, it's a little easier to be like, oh, winner takes home 8K and I'm making six figures. Let me, let me like have a, take this as a rest week. But it gets harder when you're ignoring more money. So I, I think that'll be a big part of things. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Paul's decision I mean, selfishly as a fan, I hate it because like we're not going to see him for that stretch. But yeah. strategically, like it's cool. I mean, it also. It'd be a I huge don't think this is his. I don't think this is his play by any means. But when it comes to the end of the year, it does give Paul fans some firepower. Of like, well, yeah, like he still should be player of the year. Like, of course, like he went during the stretch that Ricky won DDO in Portland. Paul won four Euro Tour events. Mm-hmm. Like Paul wasn't there, so those wins don't count. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. make that is gonna yeah. make those that's arguments obviously so not, confusing. That's obviously not Paul's let's intention decide, with it, but like, <laughs> let's decide the ratio right now. How many Euro Tour wins to one Pro Tour three. win? Three. I would say like two point two point six minus minus the PCS. Because okay. PCS is a pro tour. I would say 2.6 Euro Tour events equals one. So Paul's got five. <laughs> pro tour event. Paul has five Euro Tour events in comparison before he, PCS. I would so say if, he, if he sweeps all five, sweeps, we'll give him two Pro Tour wins. I'd give him like w- That's almost 2.5. Two. I'd give him like almost two. If he has two, if it's tied, 
if it's tied, the tiebreaker goes to whoever has the Pro Tour wins. Okay. But if the if that gets Paul over the edge, then okay. we'll give Paul Player of the Year. Okay. We so do have to keep us, these. We have to keep I think it's in, very important I like that, that I like he that. makes yeah. sense because I feel like. But here's the thing, though. I feel like tiebreaker goes to the Pro Tour. If he only takes yeah. like three out of five, I don't even know if I give him one. No, no. I think he, he has to get if five. If he doesn't win out in the Euro Tour, I think it hurts. I think it's a bad legacy move. Yeah. Because then it's like the dude couldn't even win in Europe. <laughs> couldn't even do it on a rainy. I mean, just think about that. Like. Like maybe it's just it's definitely just the American in me where I haven't yeah. seen the European field. That's what I was gonna say. Who's but like his, if Paul pulls up, like I, well, we see them at the European Open. Who's though. his main threats? You think? I don't know the answer. Dude, to that. Yakub like, Yakub Semerad, bro. Here's my thing. He's is, dirty. If they're dirty enough, they're on the Pro Tour. Mm, yeah, uh, I think there's still. I would I agree to some extent, but I think there is still a little bit of gap with Where, the okay, money situation. Euro Tour. I think what do, what do you consider it if Paul like put it into a tier mm-hmm. over here? Is it like Paul playing at A tier? Like is it Paul losing Wintertime Open? Is I would say I would say it's like I would say like those Euro Tour events are going to be similar because they're going to have home country advantage as well. I would say it's like winning going to be winning like a strong A tier. Like an A tier that he should win. Like what was the one so he we'll just treat, played? We'll treat the one the he just Euro played in Tour, Florida. We'll treat the Euro Tour as a Silver Series. Yeah, it's like the one he just played in Florida. We're like, there are some guys there, and like there, there, there's probably going to be. Um, I'll tell you what, it will be a great opportunity for. Is it's going to be a really good opportunity for the Euro Tour guys to put themselves on the map because yeah. anybody who like outduels Paul is going to immediately someone, get status. What if someone like beats Paul four out of five times? That'd be uh, sick. Just crushes him. Dude, Yakub Semerad, bro. You we, need to, we need to make sure everybody knows. Check set- guy from the young kid. He was at a few, I, I think he was at name. Pro Tours. We need to make sure everybody knows that we're not saying that there aren't good European players. We're saying that most of the time, those, if they're really good European players, they're going to be playing. Yeah, I'm saying tour. if the European yeah. player, like Kristen Tatar. Yeah, exactly. European player, best FPL player in the world. Mm-hmm came to the Pro Tour and showed it. If you're just dominating Europe, I immediately think, well, you're not good enough to win on the Pro Tour. Do they have rankings? Because you're not winning on the Pro Tour. The last thing they had... That's like Luka Doncic, the best player in the NBA currently, in my opinion. One of the best. He's darn good. If he was still dominating in Europe, he would be the exact same skill level, but I'd be like, yeah, but he couldn't do it in the NBA. Let me give Mm. you some names. He could, he did, but I'm just saying. Let me give you some names to remember because in November in Spain, which is dirty, that's so sick... Uh, they just had the European Pro Tour All Stars event, mm. and first place shooting twenty four under was Jakub Semerad. Yeah, the boy mm. I was telling you about. He's dirty. Um, then we have Michael Rossinen in okay. second. Okay, remember the name. And then Nilo Hangisto, Hangisto, something like that from Finland. There's a lot of Finns and a few. Is Timo Niesen still play. Dude, I don't know, but that's a great name. I don't see him on this All Stars mm. list. I just saw him throwing the CD one on his Instagram. Um, hmm. it looks sick. He made I, I hope real good. I hope that like <laughs> this exposure they're going to get from this whole situation gets more European players to, re- this will be good for them. Cause I think what happens too on the European tour is they probably play over there and they're comfortable in their own country, like playing on their tour and maybe making a little living. And it's hard for them to know when they're good enough, maybe. And I think when Paul's thrown in the mix, it'll give them a lot of good perspective. And maybe we'll see more players gain the confidence to try it okay, out in with, the States. Okay, with our Pro Tour biased perspective. Because if I beat Paul, I'm coming over. I'm like, with, I'm with taking our, the U.S. on. With our Pro Tour biased perspective, this is the last question on this topic. We'll move on. With our Pro Tour biased perspective, because obviously we have a heavy... U.S. Yeah, we bias sound, on this we, show. I, I apologize to our European well, listeners because no, right they wanna, are mad at us. I just want to. I want <laughs> with our U.S. bias, you, honest answer. What do you think, Paul's? Like, what are you expecting Paul's average win stroke differential to be? I I wouldn't say I would say average, 
assume let's assume they're all three round tournaments. I would say average like four strokes. Three, I'm saying six to, to eight. Four. Yeah, I was gonna say a little higher than four. I think two strokes around on the field. Like I'm giving that. I say this. I say this just because, and it is tough because what he did. I would love to be proven wrong, and we're obviously going to be watching the Euro Tour now. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's. Paul's doing a lot for the Euro Tour with this move because that's what I'm saying. Like it's a big thing. I wonder if he's getting a show up bonus. Maybe. Maybe. I wonder if he's getting a show face bonus because like now we have to talk about the Euro Tour in general because like that's gonna be a big storyline. So it's giving media coverage that honestly wouldn't have been there we previously make, i mean we it's like in everybody's best interest been because also discraft will get more i mean more popularity yeah. in europe so, but name, i'm just saying uh, going into it i want to i am saying i'm expecting paul to win between by six to eight stroke average so if it's less than that i will be impressed with the European are you saying field. that are, are you saying six to eight strokes over just his victories no, like if you take or if you take every Paul's five has. rounds, so the five tournaments mm-hmm. minus the PCS, because PCS will be an actual pro tournament. These five tournaments, you add them all average. You're gonna say I'm yeah. saying he's beating the field on average across it. So total across That's five hefty. events, he's beating close to forty strokes on the field. That's hefty. That's what I'm expecting. If he gets over there and it doesn't, I'll be very impressed with the European talent. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It will be. It will be very interesting. I think it's a. The more we talk about it, the I'm more I like more this excited. decision because yeah. I'm excited for it now. Get excited! We're gonna have the European as watch long as there's coverage. Week. There should be coverage. Yeah, there's been coverage, but I don't know exactly. I'm sure they'll get like you'd be crazy not to be filming Paul out there to get the views. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Uh, so this question was on Reddit. Actually, picked up a lot of steam and was also on our mailbag. Uh, but this was how it was posed on Reddit. Um, on mailbag, it was asked a little bit better in my opinion but this person said so let me get this straight the 2024 world's bid was awarded to nate heinold pdga director ledgestone relationship manager manager and paul Macbeth foundation chair by the pdga where he will sell ledgestone branded items on a paul Macbeth course yep. on mailbag it was worded basically like heinold's the uh director of the pdga like is this not a conflict of interest eyeball test yeah 100 like course. this does not pass mm-hmm. the eyeball test I think you got to peel the layer back a little bit. The biggest, well, the biggest thing is if once you know how many bids there were, it becomes a lot more clear. Well, I think you got to peel the, the <laughs> thing back a little bit and and ask why is the PDJ not getting bids from like everything in the country? Yeah, and also they if you're had the PDGA, almost nothing to pick from. If you're the PDJ, you would also have a desire to give it to someone who's run majors regularly, runs a big tournament regularly, and you know is going to do a good job. So I see where it doesn't pass the eye test by any means, but with the requirements from the PDGA, which we'll go over them in a second, I honestly don't think there's many communities on the table in general. I mean, it was And when bids. you have a proven TD who runs big tournaments every year, why wouldn't you want him running it? I, I, um, I can say this because I saw it posted somewhere, so it is public info. The, there are only two other bids for Worlds. I believe so. And one of them was overseas. So it's not like this Lynchburg Worlds with Heinel was cherry-picked by any means. Yeah, of course, like you said, it doesn't pass the eye test. But when you look at the other bids, overseas Worlds, cool idea. You're not going to get a huge field. So they were never going to go with that, I don't think. Um, and then, Or maybe they were, but I, I just didn't expect it. And then I forget what the other bid was, to be specific. Um, but it, like I said, it wasn't like there was 150. PDGA Worlds notoriously gets very little bids. And they're getting smaller and smaller. Yes. Like if you go back smaller. to like 2015 Worlds, I think there was like six or seven bids. But listen to some of these requirements. So this is uh, the venue requirements. There's a whole, you can find this on the PDGA site, yeah. uh, the bid specifics. There's a whole list of like what the hosts um, like 
requirements, their responsibilities, what all they the host has to take on. Daunting task, extremely overwhelming. I think people reading the host tasks alone would probably scare most of the beds off. But then the venue requirements, the main competition venues, plural, must have at a minimum 18-hole championship caliber disc golf course reserved by the LOC. I don't remember what LOC stands for, but basically for worlds, reserved. Minimum parking on-site or off-site for 1,000-plus cars. That right there, if you think of your local courses, throws most of them those out the window. Two, yeah, those two things you've just listed, already the list is very getting smaller. Uh, restroom buildings and porta-potties throughout the course. Covered list pavilions or building reserved for tournament headquarters. 50,000 square feet of green space for spectator and vendor village. 50,000 square feet. So now even less. That's huge. So wow. I would imagine if you have somewhere that can park 1,000 cars, you probably have the 50,000 square feet, but maybe not. Uh, and then minimum cellular data requirements. And mm. um, then we go down to a hotel. One local hotel should be designated the host hotel that needs to have enough rooms to comfortably, comfortably accommodate most athletes, officials, and staff. An additional accommodation for spectators should be identified and promoted. Um, I forget up top, higher up on this, it was saying how much how many people that is estimated to be. But I want to say it was like 100-some rooms. Dude, I'm just getting chills thinking about Um, that. It's going to be so sick. Additional meeting (laughs) venues. 500-square-foot minimum room with high-speed internet access for the PDJ event office rented out six days, Monday through Saturday. Registration, welcome, and check-in area of 1,000-square-foot minimum room for three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Player meeting, seating for 400 to 500 people with podium, PA system, visual aid equipment, a vendor marketplace, fly mart, exhibit area for 50 10 by 10 booths, power at the final location, and the awards and closing ceremonies immediately following the finals at the final location. Field event requirements, public park, athletic facility, or other area with suitable parking amenities for 300 competitors, including a mix of athletic fields, green spaces with trees, rolling terrain, open areas. The PDJ will provide those procedures. All field events must be at the same venue, which is the long drive, so open area approximately 250 feet wide and 800 feet long. Putting, diverse terrain, mostly open, approximately half to one acre. Edge skill shot, diverse terrain, mostly open, approximately three to five acres. So that's just like the venue requirement. That doesn't Mm -hmm. even go into like what all the host is supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. If you start thinking through, because I was doing it, like if Ivy Hills here hadn't opened up, there is no other, we couldn't have worlds. Yeah. yeah, like there is no other space. Uh-huh. Like is. New London, yeah, you can park in Whole Fives Field. Like there's plenty of parking and stuff there. But like if New London didn't have that, like if New London was just New London, yeah, boom, couldn't have worlds. The infrastructure yeah. is very intimidating, and there, like I, I mean, if I just think about, if I think about some of the best courses I've played in the country, infrastructure wise, and then you think, oh, but there's got to be another venue with similar requirements met. I mean, I don't even know if I can think of one. Like it is very demanding list and yeah that's because this doesn't even go into like that doesn't even include what the host responsibilities are when it comes to like the finance the registration setting up the volunteer it's a big undertaking it's not it's never going to be i like you're not going to see a lot of bids until it becomes something where like cities are bidding on it until like tourism departments are like, we will put resources behind this to get behind. Which I think is somewhat what happened in Lynchburg. I think so. But uh, I mean, like, I don't think it's unrealistic that like three years from now, there are no world's bids. Like it wouldn't surprise me if like yeah. one of these years they open it up and it's like, we don't have a choice. We have one bid. Right. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Because like it, it's, it's a tough situation. I don't know the full 
answer to it. Um, but I, in my personal opinion, I think what should happen is Worlds has some places that they are very successful at, right? Yeah. I think they should pick one on the West Coast, one in the Midwest, one on the East Coast, and then maybe in the future, one overseas. Right. I don't think we're there yet. Or even like two at each location. Or maybe two, sure. But they should pick them, right? Maybe go one West, two across the Midwest, and then one in the East. And rotate. To, and the PDGA is the ones responsible. They work with the local communities somewhat, yeah. but the PDGA is the one that takes on all of the... Because now you have them set. Mm-hmm. So like when Charlotte isn't putting on USDGC, like you don't have to rely on the Charlotte Disc Golf Club to get USDGC ready. Innova owns that major. The PDGA at IDGC doesn't have to require on the local scene there to get that ready. The PDGA owns and operates IDGC. The PDGA should own and operate Worlds, yeah, in my opinion, to I where it's so. like Worlds is coming. The local communities can help and like can be volunteers and stuff, but they're volunteering to the PDGA. And like maybe it's Robert Leonard or Nate Heinold. There's a Worlds TD, and that is what they do every year. As a PDGA member, personally, I wouldn't be upset if like there was a major TD and that was his full-time job and he made a salary yeah. and his full-time job was he was the TD at all four majors. It's worthwhile. And he and so basically every quarter he's got to worry about one major, spends three months you know, working towards it. If you're that good, like Nate Heinold, honestly, he'll put in a ton of time and energy, but like if you told him you have to run a major three months from now, he's done it so many times that he could get it, he'd mm-hmm. do it. Same with like Robert Leonard, I think is another very qualified guy that could do something similar. That, in my opinion, is where the PDGA should head towards is like they have a world's committee and like the local community is just the volunteers that come in to help out. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening here is like Heinold's coming down to Lynchburg and the local community is going to like help him. I like that model. Yeah. But I can see where from the outside looking in, it doesn't pass the eye test. But once you like peel one layer back and do like two seconds of research, you're like, okay, but like what were the other options? Yeah. And the thing is like the whole like, Ledgestone thing, Macbeth branded course. First of all, New London is not Macbeth branded, really. There, his uh, his logo is on the the T sign posts, but other and people know that he designed it. But you know, it's not like he's you know, yeah. like you pull into a, a giant. Banner it's not like or the Paul Macbeth Park, right? You know? So it's not it's nothing too crazy. And then like yeah, like the Ledgestone connection. Like here's the thing about Nate Heinold. Like yeah, he is going to be have a lucrative event. Um, and it's the same with Ledgestone, but guess why? It's because he runs good events. Yeah. So it's not like he's just like chucking his name in there and, and like he, he puts in a lot of hours, you know, the guy, the guy runs good events. So he has earned that right. Um, and the PDGA knew that he was the guy to turn to. So yeah, I, I it, it is what it is. And here's, cause here's the thing, like because the infrastructure for this event is going to be solid with the courses and because Heinold's in charge of it, like, you know, it's just going to be a good event. And and that's what the PDJ just has to put on good world championships because it's a very big event for the, the growth of the sport. It's, it's one that gets eyeballs. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely, it's, it's a funny, it's funny to think about, 
Yeah, definitely. Sure. It doesn't pass <laughs> pass the eye test. I can understand where people would like look at it and be like, "What the heck?" But I'm like, I, I, but like, I feel like I know most of the facts, and I don't see like if I if I thought that this was being cherry picked out of like so many bids, I'd yeah. be like, "That's not a." That's good what I'm look. saying. It's like if it's you just don't, not the case. If you don't know any of the context and you just yeah. look at it, I would be I the can same way. See where yeah. like I would think the same like that. And I mean, people people will probably still call us out because you know it's no, in absolutely our, it's in our backyard, so absolutely. we obviously I have would bias say the too. same thing. <laughs> I would say this exact same thing if this world was in yeah you know scranton pennsylvania and michael scott was running it um yep, that's what he said <laughs> i would say the same thing man no like it, oh my same gosh. exact thing man no it's just once you if you look at it for a few seconds you you, you see that i think it's the best why could best i case see scenario. that being an episode of the office where like he michael puts, scott in, a, runs he puts in a bid for worlds not really knowing what it the undertaking is that'd be funny uh all right before we get into trevor's trivia i want to take a moment to tell you about a little new feature on the site Ooh. we want to say we wanted to create a way for you to shop this online without having to worry if you're going to like the disc or not and we came up with this thing called foundation care so when you add foundation care to your purchase you get a 30-day time period to try out the disc and use it as much as you want with the comfort of knowing that you can exchange it for a disc that you know you love if it ends up not making the bag our goal is to provide a stress-free purchasing experience for you that allows you to get your hands on some new plastic that you wouldn't have tried otherwise and who knows you might find the disc of your dreams so head to foundationdisc.com pick up a new disc add foundation care to your cart and try it out risk-free let me tell you hunter tell them why it's called foundation care because foundation cares amen brother let me tell you a lot of the best discs in my bag never saw coming the honey from clash discs never saw that disc coming i just put a falk in my bag what did you just say (laughs) from castaplast i almost put that disc in my bag like last week so it's incredible it's incredible. It's like a little bit more stable Mockingbird from Lone Star, which is another disc I would have never, yeah. never tried. It basically well, just so gives it basically just gives all of you guys the same like advantage that we have, where we get to just see discs and just try them out because we yeah. have such good access to them, and we have weird stuff in our bag. You can do the same thing now because you have access to weird discs because you don't have to point. commit to them. It's a yeah, good I was point. Say, that's where are you scared of commitment? Foundation care. That's where the <laughs> idea was kind of born from. Is like that's how all of us at Foundation kind of treat discs. So we're like, well, if I hate it. Like we'll either give it away or put it in the use section. Like we have yeah. a bunch of ways to like try discs and like cycle uh-huh. through them. Exactly. But I was like, but the average everyday person, like they'd have to pay for that disc. Whereas like I just walk in the warehouse, I'm like, this Falk feels sick. I'm gonna go throw it. And then I go throw it. And I'm like, this disc is sick. I'm gonna put it in my bag. Yep. Foundation I don't know if there. I would do that if I had to pay like 20 bucks for so it. So if you want really weird bags like us, there you go. There you go. It's foundation a great way care. to branch out. You just head to foundationdisc.com and it pops up when you go to check out and it's super simple to add, the, add to your cart. And um, yeah, hopefully provides a stress-free, risk-free experience for you. But it's time for the fan favorite segment. <laughs> Trevor's <laughs> trivia. Trivia with Trevor. Okay. You know, others try. Trevor does it better. Travis. Travis does I've it got, better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I, I think I'm gonna do I think I'm gonna do two different questions today. No. no. Two? Can we work together since the you since, since the band's back together? No. Mm. I, no, I think we're going to kind of go against each other. Yeah, I have a well, first one. I have like a short question. <laughs> this is something we're going to talk about um, in, in the latter half of the show. But um, Simon Lazat, mm-hmm. very much in the news, just recently departed from Dismania. Yep. What year did he sign with Dismania? 2013. Oh. No, 2012. It was 2012. Well, I was... I'm pretty sure Hunter's right, but I'm just going to say 2008 because that's the first number that came to my it's head. It's 2012. Yeah, because they all did the, like, they basically put, like, put the man in an obituary mm-hmm. where they, like, had him, like, they basically, you you easily could have went to, to Disc Mania's Instagram and thought Simon died. 
<laughs> it was okay. like a journey of a lifetime, 2012 to 2022. So actual Trevor's trivia, that was just a little fun one. Kind of set up the rest of the show. Um, actual Trevor's trivia. So Virginia, we're just talking, it's actually perfect. We were just talking about it. Okay. Um, Virginia is about to host um, Worlds. <laughs> Obviously, it's coming to Vermont uh, this year, right? So Vermont has had Worlds Greg before. Greg Barsby, back I'll to get, back. I'll give you one hint. Vermont, Vermont has had Worlds before. Um, Virginia will be the first time that it has ever been hosted in Virginia in the cool. entire state. So Sweet. what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth oh, gosh. Um, between Connor and Hunter, and they're going to name other states that have only had one Worlds before. Oh, gosh. And here's, but here's the fun twist. No, I don't know. The only way, I'm sure there is. The only way to get called out is if the other person calls you on it. it says bull. Okay. So you can just bull throw, throw out a state. And <laughs> if you, but if you make the call and you're wrong on the call, that's it. Game over. So you're not even going to tell us if this place has hosted a Worlds before. I will. I, like, are we just playing straight bull? Like it's if, up to you. You're like gonna obviously, Connor, so like, obviously, you're gonna want to guess correctly because then you're sure, you're sure, safe. sure. But, but if, if it, I can convince Connor I'm right and I'm wrong, I still am fine. That's correct. So, okay. so you're allowed. To, you're allowed to be like, yeah, Ken Clement won that year. It was like really famous. Like you're allowed to sell it. I got it. But only one. If yeah. only hosted if, it, like one I'll give time. You, I'll give you one more example. Don't you're um, gonna steal the okay. from us. Well, no, <laughs> no Ver, got Vermont was an example. Like Vermont, I, it it counts because it's happening this year. And oh, so Vermont would have counted and. No, it would not have counted okay. because okay. it's happening okay. this year. So Vermont has, and it also oh, you happened want me to go first? You go first, Connor. <laughs> Bull! Um, sorry, I'll wait. Let me think really Don't quick. Don't go out on the first turn. Come on, go out on the first Dude, turn. Dude, Trevor, Do I'm it. so sorry. I ruined all these games for you because this Say is just Kansas. not. This Say isn't Kansas. My, this isn't my forte of disc golf knowledge. That usually just comes. I only know about discs, really. Maybe a little bit about players, kind of. Um, you can do this. I'm going to go Massachusetts. Bull. We never had Worlds. <laughs> I told you I was going to ruin this game for you. Um, Where would they have had Worlds? I don't know. They've never had Worlds in yeah. Massachusetts. Because like MVP didn't have the structure. Let's there just play a game courses. where Hunter goes back in time and okay. says all the Worlds. Where all let's the Worlds just, let's just say Let's just see how long Hunter can go then. Yes. On the same I, I'm very sorry, Trevor. I'm, not, I'm not good with that kind of knowledge. Okay, okay. okay. Well, are you going to like... Am I'll I, actually tell you now. We'll oh. see how far you can go. Well, no, no, no. I'll, you can just try and convince Connor. I just want to convince Connor. That's fine. Connor, this is you not going to be a fun game. You just call bull on me when you think I'm okay. bulling. Yeah. Oregon. You're bulling. 2014, Paul beat Rick. Is it that the only time it was hosted there, though? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Name another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you keep going. Okay, Iowa. I'll give you. I'll tell you after you decided. 2013. That was correct. Oregon okay. has only been once. Iowa. I'll give you Iowa. Was that correct? I couldn't remember if it was Iowa or Idaho, so... I I, what year did you say? It was like 2013. Where, when did Paul win in 2013? Quad Cities. He did not win in Iowa, but Iowa has had Worlds. <laughs> Get legit. One time. If you no, no, One no, time. wrong. You're wrong. It doesn't You're matter. Wrong. You lose. I, no, I don't. Because right, Connor, Connor, Connor didn't call it was me. Twice. Ahead, it's been an Iowa twice. Wow. In Boise? Oh, okay. Was it Quad Cities? Quad Cities um, is Idaho. The first one was a long time ago. Is Quad Cities 89. Idaho? What? Quad Cities. Is that Idaho? No, oh, no, no, no. You're thinking Indiana. Crown Point. Is that where Paul won in 2013? Yes. Indiana's only had it once. No, they've had it 
Bro. Oh, I, th- I forgot we were. Okay, well, that doesn't count. Then we're throwing that out the window. Utah. Did you know that? Did it only. Did it, did Dude, I don't know anything. Okay. Utah. Bullcrap on Utah. You think they've had it more than once? Yes. You think they let it at the fort twice? <laughs> Dang, dude. Dang, that's just, now it's just turning into bullying. I know. I This is just, I, it's just not my fourth I, thing, I honestly think they only had it once in Utah. I honestly I think just it was their first to time. end my suffering. Yeah. Utah is only once. <laughs> Utah is only once. Okay. Sick. All right, um, I lose. <laughs> Charlotte's had it more than once. I'm just curious to see if you can name another one because now it kind of gets difficult. Um, Ohio. Incorrect. You call him bull on it? Yeah. Got him. It's been in Ohio three times. Wow. Dang, gotcha. I didn't even know if it had been in Ohio. And I have, <laughs> it was all a long again, time ago. Thank you for joining us for Trevor Trivia yet again, where I have bested Hunter. Um, that is true. We'll see you next time. Got him. Except for the fact that you said Massachusetts. No, I, I bested you. you. I bested you. All right, off-season player. You really care about that one. He had, to, he had to bring that back up. <laughs> well, I wanted ever. I mean, it had been so long <laughs> of me just saying states. I wanted everyone to remember that Connor messed up. Okay. Active contract tracker. That's what's on my screen. I was wondering. I was like, what the heck's on my screen here? All right. I want to just figure. <laughs> we just had the biggest announcement of the off-season. Simon Lazad is officially leaving Discmania. Everyone kind of saw it coming. I would say this, people don't know how to keep their mouth this shut. This offseason is officially like a high quality offseason. But this is now. a wild offseason. So this I pulled up for. Ulti World's offseason active contract tracker. Um, so these are all the people who have signed deals, extensions, or new deals this offseason. Look at all those one year deals, man. This is wild stuff here. So we're starting with. So Calvin's the only one that signed like so long. Nico LaCastro technically signed this offseason. But they it's locked in at 2022. So his contract apparently started. I don't know if that's true or not, but Lone Star Disc, Nico LaCastro. We got Thomas Gilbert moving to Thought Space Athletic. We now have uh, three extensions. Andrew Presnell, uh, Andrew Fish, and Vanessa Van Dyken extending with Discraft. Bro, Discraft are savages throwing out those one-year extensions. So many people only extend one year. Emerson <laughs> Keith, Brutal. new deal with Lone Star Disc, one year. Macy Valadez extends with Dynamic. Alden Harris extends with Prodigy. Chris Clemens extends with Dynamic. Now we have some new uh, Lone Star people, AJ and Deanne Carey, as well as Chandler Kramer extending with Lone Star. Calvin Heinberg, this was an early story, I think, that kind of got jumped. Five-year extension with Innova. That's a big contract there. Calvin Heinberg, five-year extension with Innova, signed this offseason. Stacey Haas signed a two-year extension with MVP. Matt Bell, two-year extension with ThoughtSpace. Stacey Ronsley Leaves Innova for Castaplast, one-year deal. Wow. Wow. Uh, Emily Beach, extension with Innova. Yona Heinenen, two-year deal, new to Innova. Don't know where he came from. Oh, I think I saw him on the Pro Tour All-Star. Let me see if they... uh, I don't see where they were at previously. Um, But new to Innova. And then this is the Innova extension list here. We'll just kind of run down it. Own Scoggins, two-year deal. That was a big key for Innova. Joel Freeman. Double G three years? Let me read the list, man. Dang. Joel Freeman, two-year extension. Jen Allen, two-year. Evelina Solonen and Hina Blomroos both signed three-year extensions. Big keeps there. Haley King signed a one-year extension. Double G, three-year extension. Kat Mersch, two-year extension. Philo, Nate Queen, Jessica Weiss, Bradley Williams, and Holly Finley all signed one-year extensions. So that's the end of an extension. They do list. a big roster. Like, they do. People dump on them for getting rid of players, but like they have a lot of players, and like they get they handed out some bags. Like yeah. I, I bet Double G got paid a little. Like that's pretty decent. Three years. Uh, Maria Oliva signed a new deal with Thought Space Athletics. Dude, Thought Space is throwing out the cash. Clash Disc was able to keep Evan Smith and Eric Oakley one year extensions for both of them. Obviously, Eric Oakley's also with Infinite throwing a mixed bag there. 
Clash Disc also picked up James Proctor, Scott Withers, and Erica Stinchcomb. Dang. Then we got Lone Star picking up Robert Burridge and Lisa Fakus. James Proctor also signed a deal with Thought Space Athletics, so he's also doing the mixed bag Dude, thing. They are Thought Space Athletics, man. They are throwing out some cheddar. James Proctor also just ran the Disney Marathon. Fun fact Good for, for him. Hey, man. Good for him. Um, Katrina Allen, one year extension with DGA. She whoever got told us, I'm saying, whoever told us that she was she supposed had a multi year deal. Well, it doesn't mean she couldn't have been extended. I'm pretty sure she said herself that it was a multi-year deal, or they said a multi. Like I, I don't I, know. I remember the verbiage "multi-year deal" being used. Five days ago, she posted that she'll be representing DGA and Squatch again this season. But so I, it would, she still could have means. been extended. But Mason I, Ford, two-year deal with Mint Discs. Well, just click on her announcement. I just did. I just read it to oh, you. Oh, and, and it didn't. Oh, they just linked to her Instagram post. Yeah. Dang. Uh, Mason Ford, two-year new deal with Mint Discs, and Gavin Babcock, one-year deal moved to Discmania. So they look at her Instagram post just saying she's representing them again, and just they they must have only had her down for a one-year deal before. They did. That's where I got my information uh, from. Interesting. So mm. somebody needs to get their story straight. Um, but yeah, so that's all the movements that have been locked in that have happened. On the table still is Anthony Barella. He obviously announced he's leaving Innova, hasn't announced where he's going yet. Um, we also have on the table Simon Lazat. He has announced that he's leaving Discmania, has not announced where he's going yet. Um, it's a big fish. Let's let's first answer this question. I'm going to answer it. Is Discmania okay? Simon leaves Discmania. As they sit now, there's rumors swirling, partially because I tweeted because Gannon Burr <laughs> was teasing a double G jerky announcement. But he said, like, new sponsor announcement. And then I was like, what if Gannon's the next crush boy? That obviously started a rumor. Yeah. Uh, but if they don't pick up anyone, AB was also another person that was rumored possibly going to Discmania. I don't think that rumor is true anymore. So as of right now, though, Discmania is not picking up anyone. Mm-hmm. If they just lose Simon, they keep Eagle, keep Kyle Klein, is Discmania okay? If you were if you were thinking about it from a roster perspective, you would think, yeah, they're all right. Like they probably would like some more depth. And with with Simon off the books, there's a lot of cap room there. We don't know what Simon's being paid. Have to imagine it's pretty decent. It was at least like there's at least enough cap room to get some depth. Like so, you if you're just looking like roster wise, and they've got the big dogs in and uh, Kyle and especially Eagle. Um, but the problem is Simon is like a one of really like a one of two in the sense of him and Paul being like the disc movers. Like Simon Lazat is a disc moving machine uh, because of his YouTube following. So he is a bit of a golden goose in disc golf. And so that from that sense, it is going to hurt. It is going to hurt because like think about it this way, like like more so than him just being successful in the course, you have a guy who has over, what over a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube? Yeah, making videos with your discs like all the time. Like that is like crazy, crazy marketing that they're not even paying him to do. They are, but they aren't like directly paying him to do that. So yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty significant loss. I believe in Discmania's product line. I think they have a really good product line. They still have some good players, and the off season isn't over yet. They still have time to make some moves, splash a little bit. I think they need to do something noteworthy. I, I'd like to see them try and get one of the two fish, uh, or well, AB is the only fish I guess that they can get out on the table, like or try to s- steal somebody away. Gannon Burr um, will be on the table next season officially. Yeah, so this I, so, this off season, if he moved, it would be a well. But it, we did just see Simon move. Dismania, like no matter what, is going to hurt. It's like 
I'm sure that this did not happen without um, them being trying their best to keep him because it, it's it's going to suck. Well, like, I think I mean he he had mentioned he's he essentially machine. in his video he essentially mentioned he got an offer he didn't say who was from you can safely assume it's MVP. Um, he got an offer that he basically was like I couldn't refuse, and he did mention like. Discmania tried to keep him, so I would assume they possibly matched the offer, or at least got an offer close to matching. But the like allure of something new, a fresh start, was exciting yeah. to him, and he kind of already made the decision. Yeah, I think that Discmania right now, as they sit, are okay. They're going to hurt drastically because I think the biggest thing, similar to what happened with Innova, is you're going to have a lot of Discmania loyals now opening their bag yeah, to wherever yeah. Simon is. Simon just has crazy pull. Um, so like that, that will hurt Discmania, but if they keep Eagle, they keep Kyle, they're okay. I think what it actually hurts Discmania is right now they're probably in scramble mode. They probably want to sign someone. Don't if they pick overreach. Up, if they pick up an AB or if next year when Gannon's up, they pick up a Gannon or whoever else ends up being up. I think James Conrad's deal's up. I don't think, I think his deal's That'd up actually hilarious. this year. I don't think they just swap them. But, like, they don't want to overextend their marketing budget yeah. to someone new. Right. Because when Eagle's up, yeah. Eagle's watching his buddy get paid right yeah. now. Yeah. Eagle's yeah. going to have to get paid. If Discmania loses Eagle and Simon, they're not okay. Yeah. Discmania is in, is, has this weird issue because they are basically they have like the presence of a very large company, but I don't think they have the capital of a large company because when they got essentially dumped by Innova and had to part ways with them because they were kind of being handcuffed, um, they had to basically start over uh, in a big way. And I think that that probably cost a lot of time and resource. And I think it put them on it. They're on a good track right now. They're coming out with really good discs. They have a cool product line, but I think they have some of the overhead and player contract weighing on them of a very big established company because that's what they are from a marketing sense. So I think that if they were like in the shoes of a Clash Discs right now, you'd be like, Discmania, they're on the up and up. But right now they're just kind of hanging in the balance because I think they have a lot of overhead and expectations too. So yeah, I would say they're okay, but I think that something is going to need to happen and they're going to have to make some really smart decisions in the next year or so on what they need to do to kind of get themselves back on track. Because, like, yeah, Simon Lazat and Discmania were very synonymous, very synonymous. And like you said with Eagle, man, if, I mean, you'd have to think they are, they are not going to lose him, too. What are you like, expecting? Whoa. I would, A, I'm expecting Simon's new deal numbers to be released. Are you expecting... It, to me, the, the floor is Paul and Ricky deal, a million a year. Yeah, it's a floor. I, I think that's the floor. I don't think it has a floor because I don't think he was getting paid anywhere near that before. I think I think if I had to guess, I would say before he might have been making six figures or just into six figures from them per year, maybe. But I would say I would say the floor for his new deal would be more like five hundred k a year. In my opinion, I. I was about to ask, what do you expect his new deal to be? Well, is that I, what your guess is? I like would expect, 500K a year? Here's what I'll say. I would expect the deal to be anywhere from, I would say it's going to be from three to five years. And at its, it's going to have, um, at its lowest, it's going to be $2 million. So I said, I guess the floor is a little higher than 500K. I would say three to five years and total value is going to be um, 
two million at that three year if it was only three years and then upwards. Here's my thing. This deal, whatever it is, made Simon like it, when Simon made the video and he was explaining, it was obvious that like this deal kind of rocked him when he got it and he couldn't get it off yeah. his head. I think this is the biggest guaranteed money deal we've seen in disc golf is my opinion. I think it's wow. in the world of 1.2 mil a year is what my opinion is. I think we're going to see five years. Um, and I think that five years is going to be worth, what would that be? Six mil or more? Yeah, we were six million. I think it's five years, six plus mil a year. Not a year. That would be insane. Five years, <laughs> six plus mil guaranteed total. I was going to say, that's my I, I feel so a five-year contract. Five-year made sense to me as well. Yeah, so that's where my head's at. I think this is going to be the, A, I think it's going to be public. B, I think it's going to be the most lucrative guaranteed money deal this golf scene. Because I think, it, in my opinion, you you can't sign him to less than the Ricky or Paul deal. I think if you do, it's kind of a weak move. Like if, if it comes out and really? it's like five years, three mil, I think what you, at least I'm going. deal? He's got he because have any world he's, titles. I, world titles, I don't think I mean near as much in disc golf anymore. They, I think they Simon, they Simon moves more than Rick. I agree, but that's, not, that's usually not how disc golf contracts have been working themselves out. Sometimes they do, but a lot of, like there are so many players. I'm just saying, they're getting paid I, based on just their talent. It, here's what I'll say: which is if it's cool. less than Paul and Rick, it won't be public. Uh, I mean, I would be shocked. I would like, strong disagree with if that. If I'm if I'm a company and I sign Simon to it was like, five year three mil, I'm like, nah, that's kind of like I wouldn't. I that's personally, a huge I wouldn't deal. It's the third it's largest deal, deal in disc golf history, and you're and you're like, ah, it's not important. Not that it's not important. I wouldn't risk the backlash of not signing him to Paul. Nobody, Ricky why would anybody backlash that? Paul? I would. I would say he didn't, he got underpaid. Hmm. Simon moving from Discmania to we're assuming MVP is worth a million a year. One hundred percent. I mean, apparently, I, yeah. I don't. I still. My thing is like, I don't think he was getting paid anywhere near that at Discmania. So like. For a deal to floor him, I don't think it would need to be that. But he knows what crazy. Paul and Ricky are getting paid. It's true, but that's Simon public. isn't the type of guy that thinks that way, though. He's not. He. That's what I'm saying. It had to, to be him, enough like, money for to make someone like Simon care enough to leave Discmania. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it that, had to be significant. But like I said, a, small a lot of money would be like if he was making he 100k also, a year at Discmania. If he jumps up to 600k, that is six times the amount of money he was sure, making. Sure, but he also has a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, like the dude. So it might make another hundred k. It's a safe to assume the dude doesn't need. But I'm, I'm money saying like, right like now. to jump up to even like under a million a year, but still like six, seven, eight hundred thousand a year is a crazy jump in his salary. Sure. So like, that, I don't think it'd be. I wouldn't well, make maybe, it public. Who knows? Like, who knows what he's making? I'm just saying, if I was, if I was the company that signed if him, you were signing him to five years, three million total. I would not, make, would it not make it public. No. I would make everyone question because if everyone questions then the numbers are getting thrown around and I'm not guaranteeing anything. But if everybody's questioning it, they, if, if you don't make it public, everybody knows that it is, that you, they're not, you're not proud of the deal. Not necessarily. Because pre, prior to Paul, no deal was public. Yeah, but I feel like in this era, every company's looking for the chance to. to That's flaunt. what I'm saying. And five, and five years, three million—that is a like that is a that would be. But a it's not the deal. it's not the it's not the hit flaunt. <laughs> five years, six million. That's like a. Like, I don't know how you're saying that when off. there's only been two other deals ever. Because there's announced. already been two. Yeah, but only two, and the two greatest players of sports ever seen ever. I, I so, like I so a deal that would list. be so so a deal that'd be just behind the the Ricky deal. It wouldn't hit. It wouldn't hit as hard. 
You know that's true. Well, yeah, it wouldn't hit as hard, but it would hit very hard. Like if I'm trying to, if I'm MVP, which I'm assuming it's MVP, and I'm trying to shock the world with this announcement, I am not signing Simon to less than a mil a year. No shot. Yeah. Well, I'm going I, 1.1, 1.2, somewhere in there a year to where when this thing hits. That, that sounds great if you just makes have unlimited money, but like well, it's not like, it's not like every they're, company, of course they want to do that, but it's, I'm trying to. I'm trying to frame this from a realistic sense of like disc golf finance here. I'm not. I'm not thinking like if they had all the money, what would they give Simon? I'm thinking like what is what Simon could probably. I get. don't think that any company has the money that they're promising to Simon. That might be true. I think that they think Simon's <laughs> bringing the money in. Yeah, and I would. It's a risk. I would agree with that because I don't think he's going to discraft. I, I mean, he's going to MVP. He's got. That's the only thing that's been rumored, and everything else has been true up to this point. He, I think the next segment we shoot, in case it gets announced, the grip lock safe segment, is we let everyone know that we're shooting this in case it gets announced, and we just react as if he went to MVP. I think that's the next thing we do. But I'm assuming he's going to MVP, and to me, I think MVP is looking at it. They know what James Conrad did for their company. They know that they have the quality to match anyone out there, and they're like, we just need to get our diss into people's hands, and they know Simon's person will do that. I think they're like, I mean, he's we don't have, we, they might not have, or they might, who the heck knows? These companies grew so much during COVID and MVP moves easily on our site. They might have 7 million in the bank. I'm assuming they don't have 7 million in the bank, but if I'm sitting there uh, and I'm MVP, I'm like, we're just going to risk it. We're going to risk it. We're going to offer Simon this and we're going to assume that he brings it in. We'll see. I, I just think to me, I, I think he's going to bring what, it in. I agree. He's going to bring it in. But I think that's like, I don't see this deal hitting as hard as it could if the finances are announced and it's less than the Ricky or Paul deal. I just don't think. I mean, it would that hit. statement is objectively true. I, my my whole point was it would hit hard. Not not Simon, not, but I'm of course it wouldn't hit here's, as hard. I guess here's my perspective on hard. it: is Simon leaving Discmania is already the big hit. Yeah. So then, no, why announce the finance if it's less than it's Ricky or Paul? Definitely. If you have Simon if they would have timed it all at once, it certainly would have been. A, you have the, the Simon spark. leave, and then he signed a deal bigger than Ricky or Paul. That pushes the sport. That has the same impact as the Paul deal. Paul leaving in about a discraft, and then the ten-year, ten mil. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's the question of the, like, yeah, of course it would. Yeah. But I'm just trying to think of like what I think he would actually get. We'll have to, we'll wait and see. All right, so now let's react as if Simon has announced he is going to MVP. Just to grip lock safe it. But, oh, just in case. Just in case he announces it. Well, because the grip lock curse is a real thing. In case he announces it today. Today's the day the Doombird 4s are dropping. And then let's announce it like in case he signs with Gateway. Okay, that's how it works too. (laughs) Any other, does anyone want to do any other companies? Um, Yikun. Okay. I feel like Gateway and Yikun. Let's just pick a middle okay, of the road. Dude, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yikun, bro. You, Crazy. Yikun or Gateway? Which one? Gateway, definitely. Okay, Gateway. And then let's pick... We'll go open bag. He goes thought space. <laughs> thought space. Uh, whammo. Okay. <laughs> no, just wham, like the musical group. All right, so let's start with MVP. <laughs> We're future-proofing the podcast. Coldplay. Coldplay. Viva La Vida. Um... <laughs> I can't. I can't believe Ashton Kutcher signed him to that. It was crazy. Uh, huh. We're future proving the podcast. Yeah, I love this. I love this. So right now, obviously, as of if, like this. if this hasn't been announced or he went to a different company, um, you can just skip this segment. It doesn't matter. Yeah, or if you want to just hear, okay. No, you can just skip it. <laughs> My phone just vibrated. Simon Lazad has announced a insert link the deal. 
10 years, 60 million. 60. No, let's it make had it to be that way. wouldn't punch if it was. We'll bleep it out. You say it. You say it. Five year, seven and a half mil deal with 10 million in Bitcoin uh, to MVP. Whoa! React. I think that's great for MVP. Yeah, I think this that's is a big really move for big MVP. For so obviously, James Conrad was big for their brand. It did a lot. Move but, aside, James. But that is actually an interesting point to actually talk through. Now that Simon's with MVP in this world, mm-hmm. uh, what do, where, where does James Conrad fit in the MVP hierarchy? Well, first of all, I think we can thank... Closet, I think James Conrad being with MVP for a Simon while time, made, made it to where it was even more realistic for Simon to go there because he saw a big thrower throwing MVP disc probably. And saw that it was possible. Saw that you could win a world title on him. So I think that that is cool. I think MVP doesn't have the marketing budget to even consider a Simon deal without him, without James Conrad. Yeah. Um. But with that being said, it it's tough to know. Like I would assume with James Conrad's line of discs that James is an MVP or for life. Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. he has the Terra, he has the Zenith, he has the Nomad, and like those are molds he helped design. I'd be interested to know the contract dynamic. I'd also be interested to know if MVP is offering that to Simon. Like, is Simon going to be designing an I would say MVP Simon, line of discs? Simon is a thousand percent going to have his own line. Now, with he's got to. I would agree. With Conrad, we saw they like limited the amount of streamline in his bag because they wanted the to push gyro. gyro. Tilt, man, do we think that's going to be a similar thing? Like, mm. do you think? Well, he can just throw the flare. Thing basically is a gyro tilt. Basically, uh, do flare. we think that it's going to be a similar thing Fireball. where like he has to throw the flare is streamline? Same company. You said gyro, though. Okay. Yeah. Do we think that he has to throw gyro, or do you think that like like do you think he's gonna have a similar restriction where he can't throw much streamline? Yeah, I would say so. I think so. I think that makes the most sense for MVP because like you're trying to push like what sets you apart. Yeah. And if you just push your streamline, like yeah, your plastic's good, but like doesn't hit as. And let's be honest, if you're a player getting sponsored by MVP, like go for it, go gyro. Yeah. Be a gyro. Simon throwing envies. Will he need any other discs in his back? I'll be mean, able to reach yeah. every hole on tour. Yeah, exactly. That's dangerous. How far this do you think he's throwing so an envy? Far, 500. Easy. Yeah. I mean, an envy goes so far. It, it goes does. so far. All right. I think that was a good MVP reaction. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, um, that's cool. Gateway. Let's pivot to Gateway. Gateway has just announced they've signed Simon Lazar. They gave him the business. That's the only way they're going to be able to do it. <laughs> Simon, 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 Simon. It is now Simon Way. <laughs> <laughs> you St. Louis? No, it's St. Simon. Gateway discs. Uh, they so gave Simon, him the city of St. Louis. They've the given him the, the keys to St. Louis. <laughs> no, so with this deal, Simon now owns Gateway. What are some changes you're expecting to see to the manufacturing process with Gateway? Now um, that Simon is... German at, engineering is just going to take the forefront. Yeah. Here's, here's what I think is actually going on behind the scenes. I think that Gateway where is now going to be where made... Is this, where is this put DMAC in the situation? Is that what we called him? Who? Dave McCormick. I think oh. DMAC. Uh, he retired. On Instagram. Yeah, he retired. Good for him. Yeah, this was his retirement plan. I'm glad he I found his way out. I think first thing that happens in this case, is it okay if I say? Yeah. First thing that happens is that now uh, Simon owns Gateway. Now people know what Gateway is. And <laughs> now Gateway finally gets sued for having all the different logos they've been printing on discs and Simon goes bankrupt. No, so I think... <laughs> here's what I think happens is Simon owns Gateway now and now indirectly through Discmania, but not through Discmania because like no one wants to know this, but it's now disc now gateways made by Latitude. 
Latitude's parent company. Oh. oh. So Gateway Dang, is now dude. moving overseas. There's, there's an, fusion shamans, bro. There's another. <laughs> well, no, it's not even called. It's still going to be called Diamond. Okay. Still oh, sea line. That's I'm, true. They still do Diamond. Do that. Diamond Ice. Um, there was diamond actually, ice. there happened to be another <laughs> warehouse also across the street from Latitude. Frosted oh. Diamonds. That Gateway can move into. Next to Discmania, but Damn. none of them are tied together. Yeah, none of them are tied They're together. They're not, not affiliated. Guys, this is best on. mining for plastic. They there. are just getting their machines from Discmania, <laughs> who's getting their machines from Latitude. It's a hand-me-down situation. Yes, strictly yeah. business. Um, so now Gateway's being manufactured in Sweden, uh, and that's was not Sweden. Is it Sweden? Where's Latitude at? Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. Sweden. It's Sweden. Castaplas and Latitude were always made in the same place. Hmm, that's Who what we think about. For some reason, whenever Castplast came, we're like, oh, weird, Swedish discs. Like, yeah, I never even thought that's about what the I'm fact saying. that. Latitude was in Sweden. I think Castplast just really leaned into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They also have a, they also have <laughs> a mean, warehouse. Yarn. Well, Castplast, it's public. They're owned by Latitude. Latitude's parent company. That's how he now. figured out their parent Are they parent bought company. out or are they, they just manufactured by Doesn't matter. It was not originally. Simon has now moved Gateway over there. The Simon way. Um, and yeah, he's going to be throwing Warlocks. He's always said it was his favorite disc. That, that move true. just made perfect sense. Made per- it, it, it all Be- came down to the It also makes sense. According to Simon, best putter in the world. Warlock. Also makes sense. Where did we hear that from? Simon said it. I okay. wonder if and they blog. liquidated like oh. everything. It also they makes sense why building. Nico is now with Lone Star. Why? Because yes. Simon owns Gateway now. Ah, so like it's yes. no longer family owned and operated. Right. He goes like, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I can go try some new stuff. He knew the deal. Warlocks, Wizards I'm getting like back. caught up in this alternate universe right now. I'm getting excited. I love it. About I it. want right. Simon. Simon owns Gateway. Gateway. All right, pivot one more time. We're going to Whammo or Thought Space. I think we go Thought Space open bag. All right, because they've picked up a lot of people. Dude, Thought Space. Mm-hmm. Thought Space They're Athletics just announced that they, they have signed Simon Lazat to a. Five year, fifty five million dollars. You're supposed to be bleeping Beep. me. Deal. Sorry, I wasn't supposed Gosh, to leak that. So loud. Dang it! Eleven million a year. That's the crazy Beep. thing. Um, <laughs> I love mistimed sensors. It's like my favorite thing. Um, uh, so Simon, go open bag now. Uh, the big question here: What percentage of his bag stays Dismania? <laughs> it's all of it, <laughs> except for he puts Warlocks in. He's gonna have Dismania. That actually would be an interesting question. Warlocks. Uh, Thought Space does require him to carry a Praxis. Proxies. What is their pra- Praxis? Praxis. 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 He does have to have a. Praxis. What do I know? Pathfinder is like their big one, right? And a Pathfinder in his bag. He also has to drive a Pathfinder on tour. <laughs> that is part of the deal. That is part of the, the deal. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel's driving. Congrats, around. Thought Space. I guess Captain Captain Simon of the team. Let's do a scenario where he signed with us. All right, Simon has signed <laughs> six year, six year, thirty dollar deal, thirty dollar a year, th- six year, hundred eighty deal. Yeah, you decide hundred eighty, <laughs> seventy high fives a year, a six year, hundred eighty deal. Um, oh, just slightly bigger than Robbie C's deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now Simon's open back. No, he's not, dude. We're making him throw Gateway too. <laughs> <laughs> we are rebranding to Simon Way. Imagine how funny it would be if we started signing players and we made them spin a wheel for what disc they have to throw. <laughs> uh, funny enough, in a, back to the real world. Like the money's universe, good, but you're not gonna like it. <laughs> back to the real, back to the real world universe. Robbie C has sacrificed himself to the putter bracket. Yeah, I guess I gotta work that officially? out. Officially, officially, oh. it's going up. I, mean, on I don't know if he's doing it. He's, he's probably, putting with polecat. I don't he think he's gonna me, do like a. Is he gonna do like a completely? He said, open? He yeah. said our audience has full control. Because he said he's like, not playing. A, Robbie. He said he's not playing a sanctioned event this year. So whatever. I but guess it doesn't matter for him as much said. because a lot of his stuff is tutorial based. This is what he said though. I was asking him and he said because uh, this was on the Instagram live and I said I was like, well, our audience like they're they're gonna comedic. They're gonna give you like polecats. He said. 
to be completely honest with you, Hunter, like I, I put with a pole cat as my circle two putter of choice anyways. They won't put, then they won't tell you to put with the pole he cat. Said, he said, it would be a worse result for me if I got the P2 than the pole cat. He, and I, I was like, him. I don't know if this man is he putting was, on a but, show. Well, if you say that though, you're going to end up with stegos or tilts. He, like, he did say, he said it, I think, I think it has to be a putter. putter. It has to be a PDGA approved putter. Okay. okay. That's, that's the only stipulation. Or it could be a pig. Um, that's true. Honestly, the pig will probably win. I don't know how we're going to determine the bracket we'll like what discs go into the bracket we'll but out. check we'll, out our instagram we'll do like a on. suggestion thing and, and we'll actually pick the ones with the most votes well uh yeah check out our instagram if you want to vote on what's robbie sees throwing that's um scary. and hopefully now we've covered all our bases with simon's move yeah i think that's all yeah, our bases. wherever so. surely nothing else would happen no wherever he goes gotta be one Red of those no, nah, that's out there. <laughs> That'd be it. I'm surprised they haven't dipped their toes in disc golf it's not because a, they, they get into niche stuff but it's not like high it's not like an extreme sport. Like they're, I feel like an extreme. Yeah, sport. I feel true. like they would be looking at it and be like, well, "Why would someone drink an energy drink before playing disc golf?" Yeah, when like realistically true. everyone does. Yeah, why do we? What People energy? A lot for worse energy. than just drink energy drinks before disc golf. Valid. Um, yeah, but that's to do the opposite. Real talk. <laughs> when Simon actually announces, we'll probably do like a emergency Twitter space or something. Yeah, we'll do something. Um, to actually react to I'm the sure Simon it deal. will be. I, I mean, Simon's a friend of the show, so maybe he won't subject us to the. Uh, maybe he'll break the, the grip locked curse. curse. Maybe he'll like be a good guy and literally break it like Monday morning at 6 a.m. No, ideally it would be Sunday night. I don't know if that'd be ideally. Sunday night I, at like ideally it'd be Monday morning because nobody would know until they saw our show title. Uh, he needs to text. It'd be us. incredible. He, he needs, needs to text, text us, us tell and us say, that, "Yeah, I'm dropping this information at four. Should I text PM. him right now and just ask him? No. See if I can get him to tell me. Say, I'm dropping this information at four fifty p.m. Eastern Hunter, time. Why, what are you getting off your chair for? Because I don't know. Hunter's good. on a knee right now. Uh, four fifty p.m. Eastern time, and that way, ten minutes after the <laughs> announcement, Grip Lock comes out, and we already. Knew. I'm further off my chair than you right now. Whoa! <laughs> Dang, dude, just peaked everybody. We got the boys are back in town. We have a triple, right. triple the length episode. We right got now. a lot of work to do. No, it's not. It's been. Like we'll an talk hour to you all next 20. week. Adios, right. amigos.